are back in the Football Shed, your weekly football podcast for fans that live in the wrong time zone. My name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. Good day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hi. Roger, how's your mo going? Yeah, it's okay. I'm a bit Jeff smirking about something. It makes <laughs> me <probably> nervous. <laughs> you were, well, you were discussing about your mo getting in your mouth, so I think he's just having a little giggle to himself. Yeah, yeah okay. Just a little giggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, what are you drinking this evening to help you giggle? It giggles? is the last dregs of my straight rum, John, and I will miss it. It warms my cockles. Yeah. So what are you going to do next week? I don't know, because it's. I listened back to the shed, and by the end I, I can hear that I'm slurring my words. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's not good for podcasts. But, you know, maybe I'll buy another one. It's all right. It happens every week, so people probably just assume it's a speech. <laughs> by the time we now do the, the secret's out. Yeah, by the time we do the end game, I'm pissed. I can't remember any players. <laughs> Could we do it at the beginning? Could we do it at the beginning game? <laughs> it was at the start. Maybe we'll be better. That's a good point. Um, Roger, what have you bought? Uh, I've got... Um, do you know, I was going to be positive this week about the beer that I bought. Yeah. It's a uh, Panhead Pale Ale. Yes. Um, Quick Exchange XPA. So it says two beers on there, which is a bit weird. But anyway, I think it's one of the better generic beers you can get from the main supermarkets. Um, Panhead being a New it. Zealand brewery and now I've just learned that the reason you can get it in the supermarkets is because they've been bought by the Lion Group yeah so you're part of the problem no I just won't buy it anymore oh well so this is so you should enjoy it it's your last two ever you showed them Rog yeah. turning in their grave that's right tell you what. stick it to the man <laughs> I was at the negative press <laughs> Um, I, unsurprisingly, have my uh, delicious Aldi wine. Oh, it's good to have it back, John. I I didn't have it last week. Mm. Um, Oh, talking of not having it last week, it's because I played my grand final. How'd you go? Um, I missed the SBS highlights. The SBS highlights were on at 3am on Friday morning. Were the SBS highlights real? No. No, Rog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's just all been all this talk about it, and I thought maybe... Remember there was that obscure show that... No, was it... Transworld Sport. Channel 31. If John was playing a grand final on the telly... We would not have just walked, like brushed over it in a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they don't play Division Two Brunswick <laughs> Thursday night <laughs> indoor futsal with a bunch of four-year-old blokes. There would be a market for that. Yeah, uh, true. Late but night yeah. viewing. It was two all with uh, five minutes left to go, um, and then we conceded one. So we went all out to get the equaliser and conceded another one very quickly, oh. and then ended up losing six-two. So it was tense, but in reality, it's good because it means we stay in Division Two. And don't have to play really good teams every week. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, you know, getting to the final means that you're probably going to do quite well in the league you're in, which is yes. more fun than losing every week. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. You'd rather be the best team in a shit league than a shit team in the best league. Yes. Look at Huddersfield. Yes. Or half the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every week we're going to start with a question. Um, but before we do that, this is the bit of the admin. I can't get my words out. Um, if you want to get in contact, ask us a question, tell us we're wrong about something, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Football Said football shed or email us at football shed podcast you've been drinking jeff's rum gmail.com no just the red wine um also f- don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and of course tell your mates so more people can listen to us this week's question mm-hmm. you're both going to hate me this week it's a var question jeff loves var well no yeah but there's there's been a fair amount of var that's happened in the premier league this week um and i don't want to talk about it all night but it's going to come up at various points. So I thought we'd start with a little bit, but then it's going to come through the games as we go through them. But how many goals have been disallowed by VAR this season? Oh, um, I actively avoided a lot of this reporting this week because it would do my head in. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm groping in the dark. I think 26. I'm going to go more. How many more? 43. Of close, 46. Oh, it's a man. lot of goals to be disallowed. I would okay, rather can I just have, have some context? Goals? Can I just have some context here? How many goals were disallowed by the R last year? The referees, yeah. Um, to be honest, I didn't go through all 46 with a fine tooth comb. Because you, you, see, you see my point here. Like We're, <laughs> yeah. we're blaming yeah, 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 VAR yeah. for disallowing goals, whereas actually referees were disallowing goals last year. I've had a, I, I know how to fix it. Oh, yeah? I know how to fix all of it. I've got it. I've got a plan. What we need is... Have you been talking no, no, to your mate Arson? No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. What we need is a little room with a bunch of screens. We need basically a VAR for VAR. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother. We need, we need to VAR the VAR. I think VAR needs, needs a video assistant ref to, to monitor how they're that making their decisions. I think we could do even more. We could put it to a phone, though. <laughs> 
everyone in the stadium green button red button yes or no <laughs> go go yes. definitely yeah yeah so i just i just think that would work i think that would have that would have solved the problems this weekend i think it's perfect and we could probably have like an international var that globally is the var for var do you know, in my head, I stopped listening then, and I started thinking about stars in their eyes. This is really weird. Why I know, are we talking about the, this Because there's the phone boat, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be like stars in their eyes. When, yeah. You know, everyone, yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Do you remember those TV shows in the 90s where um, they'd ask this, the studio audience to vote, and they'd all have this little big button yeah. pad, and it would have a green button <laughs> on a red button. And it would... Yeah, that was the that, future. That was high tech. Anyway, let's go on to the football. Um, so... The top four race is kind of where it's at at the moment. Liverpool have won the league. Um, and because of the Man City thing, which we talked about a lot last week, there's maybe five spots to get into the top four. So do you want to start on the Arsenal-Everton game, Jeff, as you, an Everton fan? Sure. Uh, well, you lost. Yeah, but didn't I say that last week? You were I all, know. You were all, both of you were like wax and lyrical thinking Ancelotti's the better manager, which he is, obviously. Yeah. And I, and you straight I said away, draw, like, I think. all of the logic dictated that that would be the case. And you said, Jeff, who do you think is going to win? I said, Arsenal. Yeah, and Why? I thought Evans was going to win. Because it's Everton, and that's what happens. Um, it was a calamity of defensive displays on both sides, in my opinion. Um, I think that... Uh, the first half was chaotic. In the second half, Arsenal managed to tighten up. But Everton had some really good chances in that second half. I think if Calvert-Lewin was a bit sharper, then... That it, one at the end he got that... Oh. Leonard was a good save, but he could have, should have finished Yeah, that. and the head, header that went just wide too. I, th- I think that... He should have scored both those. Absolutely right, yeah. A top quality striker. If there is a score. criticism of him, I'd say at the moment, he's, he's scoring goals and he's getting himself in good positions, but he is missing too many good chances. And his goal that he got was a really hard chance. It was like an overhead... Yeah, but do you know what I loved about it? To me, that typified everything I see about DCL every week, which is... He made, it should be like, when someone scores an overhead, it should be like, oh, wow, an overhead, that was brilliant. Like, what great technique, yeah. what a great goal. He kicked an overhead with the wrong leg. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and like, he the, way, the bit... way he did it, it was yeah. so ugly and, like, uncoordinated. I'm like, hold on, how can you, like, score a pretty amazing acrobatic overhead and still make it look a little bit of a dog's breakfast? Yeah. It just seems to have this ability. So, the, the eternal question on the shed... Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Raul Jimenez at Wolves? i am been Dominic Calvert-Lewin for all season and I'm getting stronger and stronger towards Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think. Jimenez. He's a much more rounded player. He's just... He's, um, he he's was, 30 years old. He was great with... Oh, I'm not talking about if you're going to sign one of them, then age comes into it. But I thought, I thought you're just comparing them as players now. Yeah. Then DCL. Jimenez. I... I um, we always used to say, we've said it quite often, we always used to say the only thing missing from DCL was his goals and he's a striker and that's a big problem. He had everything else. He's got the athleticism. He's, he's got the movement. Since Ancelotti has come, in fact, since Duncan Ferguson started playing two up front and he wasn't just a hold-up player, which is what Silva was doing with him, then he's been a, he's he's been a changed goals. man. Yeah. And, you got, and you've got to remember, like, he does have pedigree. He scored in the final of the under-20s World, World Cup, Cup for yep. England. That was the winning goal. Like, like he's got experience under his belt. He's been playing in the Premier League for the last couple of years. Every manager that works with him still picks him, even though he wasn't scoring goals. So there's so much more to that boy's game than than goals. And now for the first time, he's added goals. So look, you know, the next obvious question is: Should he play for England? Yes, it has to, it has to be an obvious question because England don't have any strikers that are fit. So you got to go. Okay, of the rest. It, what would he bring to an England side? And I'd argue that even though a player like Danny Ings scores goals that look good, and, and uh, uh, Roger, I agree, everything Dominic Calvert-Lewin does that scores a goal doesn't look good. He very rarely looks good. Yeah, he's not about aesthetics. Even when he looks good, it's still a bit off. Mm. And however, everything Danny Ings does looks amazing. So there is a kind of a perception that Danny Ings is a proper striker and Calvert-Lewin's just overachieving, you know, because on appearance, that, that would be the case. But I would argue that Calvert-Lewin brings more to a side because of everything he already did before he started scoring goals. If the Euros was tomorrow, he'd be in my squad. But more importantly, I think he'd be in Gareth Southgate's squad because Southgate's yeah. managed him at lower levels and knows, I think he's he's a known quantity to Southgate and he trusts him and he knows if he puts him in his team, he'll do the job that he wants him to do. So I, I think he'll go to the Euros. And if you have Harry Kane, Tammy Abraham 
and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, they're different players, but they're similar in a way. All three of them play slightly similar roles for their clubs and for the country. So then it would work as a, yeah. you're not in, put him in. He's the version of bringing on Andy Carroll, isn't it? He, yeah. like, it was like, you know, what is a plan B? Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a plan B, not because he's a battering ram, but because the way he brings in other players. Now, don't get me wrong, he is not as good a player as Firmino. He's not as good a player as Harry Kane. I'm not, yeah. I'm not delusioned yeah, yeah, yeah. About, the, about the kid. However, he has something that people who know a lot more about football than us constantly see. And he starts scoring his goals. What about the game? Talking do you, do you about, think that... Oh, Ever- no. Yeah, I was just going to say on the game. Do yeah. you think that it was a fair reflection of the game? Should have been Arsenal. a draw. The, 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 Arsenal were the better team. I, Arsenal were the better side, but Everton had better chances. Yeah. So I, I think we... So the first... Do you remember the last arsenal Everton game? It was 0-0 at Goodison Park. Oh, the really boring one. It was the one. game that um, yeah. that Ancelotti had just been given the Everton job and Arsenal had just got Arteta, but they were both sitting in the stands. You remember this? It was yeah, just like... So it was, dire. It was the worst game of football ever, nil-nil draw. I actually think this should have been a 3-3 draw, yeah. uh, but showed the, pro- the progress of both of those sides. I do think Arsenal, under Arteta, have actually made strides forward. So, so yeah. credit where credit's due, you know. If you look at the, the new breed of ex-player managers, the Solskjaer, Lampard, Arteta... Arteta is head and shoulders above the other two. Well, I want to stop there yeah. because that's not what you've been saying. No. And you've hated the, that Jeff's, what Jeff's saying there is more of what the general attitude is. Yeah. Now, I've got to say, you, for a few weeks now, have been going the other way. And he's, I feel like he's turning into your new Eddie Howe, like darling of the press. You know, everyone loves just, him, yeah. you know, had the, you know, tutelage under Pep and now, yeah. you know, look at what he's doing at Arsenal. I'm coming round to your way of thinking a bit with this. I, I got annoyed because there was a lot of press noise about this at the weekend when they won the game. And I mean, Arsenal have only lost two games yeah. since he's been there. They've drawn a lot. They've drawn a lot. But and there's some young players coming through, but I look at it and I'm like, what has he actually done? Like, we already knew that Arsenal have some good individual players and some very good youngsters coming through. Has Arteta really changed that much? And I don't think he has. And I look at it and I think the glaring flaws that Arsenal had, have had for a number of years, that hasn't changed. Like, I look at the two goals they conceded, it's bad defending. Yeah, it's just, just, it's just awful like, defending. Yeah. Yeah, like, he has the players that he got. You know, you can't. Many a many a manager have tried to turn David Luiz into a good defender. Yeah, but I think what Arteta has come in and the new players, a bit like when Solskjaer came into Man United, the players have gone, "Oh, new manager, I'll try hard," and everyone's trying hard right now, and it's going great. We're ten weeks in, and everyone's working hard. What happens when it gets difficult and they start losing games is when you find out if Arteta's a good manager or not my problem with what the media are doing is everyone shouting about oh he's the things he's doing or he's transforming this club and it, not really but I don't think he is yeah, he's not I've... done anything yet and you can't say that after a few weeks you can't say he's implemented no. this or that he's just come in and gone I think you're all really good I, completely, I pay that I absolutely pay that like by no stretch of the imagination do I look at Arsenal and go oh my god he's absolutely transformed them however they are leaps and bounds better than they were under Emery yes. the way they play football the shape they have the composure they have the confidence that he's instilled in them and I think that that in itself is a massive sign that they're heading in the right direction I, I, could, I can't say that about Lampard and Chelsea I can't say that about Solskjaer and, and, and United, United yeah. and actually they're the only people we should be comparing we shouldn't be comparing Ancelotti and Arteta. Why, why are we doing that? No, and yeah. in fact, I agree with you, Rog, in the media this week, it was almost like the Ancelotti-Arteta battle and Arteta wins, he's the better manager. I'm like, you're all fucking idiots. Mm. This bloke's a legend and, th- and that bloke's been a manager for, for three months. Yeah. So, But I do think you can draw a stroke under under Lampard and under Solskjaer and go, okay, well, of this new breed, who is showing, showing more footballing now? So I'd say Arteta has changed the team Vastly, I mean, and that to me, that is what you'd predict just based on their the amount of coaching and their you know their coaching education. I think, like, yeah. if they, even before they any of them had coached a game themselves, I think you kind of that's the way you'd go. But I just there's some, I've read some. It's just interesting how results and things change perceptions as well. Because when they were struggling in Europe last week, I was just reading the um, text updates as they came through, and one of the pundits has gone on there and said you know Arsenal don't seem to have a clear plan 
under Arteta. And I still don't know if they do. I think, you know, I don't know if he, Emery didn't know what his best side is. I don't think Arteta necessarily, mm. necessarily knows what his best side is, which I think is always a bit damning for a manager. Admittedly, it's small sample size, so give him some time. Um, so we can't, I just, I suppose the frustration for me and where I agree with John is he, I, I shouldn't be being too critical because we've got a small sample size, but I don't think you can be getting carried away because there's a small sample size as well, which is what he's saying. But his this thing was saying that he, Arsenal's best front three in terms of a functioning front three in this person's mind was clearly Martinelli, Aubameyang and Pepe at the moment on current form. Yeah, Arteta hasn't started them together as a three once. Yeah, wow. So it's happened where they've... Um, it ended up with the three of them playing mm. at the same time. Like one of them's come off the bench or two of them have yeah. come off the bench and they've looked really good. But he hasn't actually started them as a front three once. That's, that's weird. The one thing to defend Arteta is suddenly a player called Mustafi is quite good. He was really good at the weekend and he's been good for three or was four weeks. Was he really good? Well... Okay. He, he's club. come out and said, I feel like I'm playing really well, but I don't know if I've seen anyone externally say that he's, <laughs> he's playing, playing way well. better than he was when he was just like Lay an air zone. Yeah. yeah. So he's improved it, slightly. I heard an interview with Fabian Delph this week, obviously because it's Everton Arsenal, yeah. you hear, hear all these, these connections. Fabian Delph credits Mikel Arteta for saving his footballing career. Yeah, okay. Like no, that is the way he puts it, you know, verbatim. He said that when he was at Manchester City after his first season, he got injured. He came back from injury. Uh, there was no space in Man City's midfield for Fabian Delph, especially in the position he played. You know, position he played at Leeds, etc. Yeah. Uh, whereas Arteta was the one that said, "No, there's a, we've got a vision for you here. Have you thought about playing left back?" <laughs> do you know what I mean? But what he's saying is, here, left back doesn't do anything that you think a left back does, and you know that with yeah, Manchester yeah. City's fullbacks. You know that when they cut inside, a left back becomes a defensive midfielder, depending on what's going on with their wingers. So he sold that vision to Fabian Delph, and then he said he had one-on-one coaching sessions with Arteta to make him that player and give him that skill set. Fabian Delph went on for the next two years and won the league with Manchester City and got called up for England every single time. Yeah. He credits Arteta's tactical nows for changing his game to a game that facilitated his footballing career. That is quite a compliment. Yeah, that's good coaching. I did one other left back I wanted to talk about in this game. Sacco. Saka. Now Saka, Sacco, Saka. Yeah. He hasn't declared yet for either Nigeria or England. He's played at youth level for England. We gotta sign him up quick. I have a sneaky feeling that he might go to the Euros. Yeah. I, I think at the moment, I might even have him as our starting left back. Well, because you've got Ben Chilwell, Chilwell, Luke yeah. Shaw, yeah. Um, Ryan Bertrand. Uh, okay. Shaw's never completely... Com- like this. I know he's a bit raw, this guy. And he, I mean, he started out as a left winger, but I watch him and I just see things that there aren't many other left backs in the Premier League and he's at, at the moment whenever he gets the ball he's not panicking he's just taking his time he's getting assists he's picking crosses um, he looks great I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if it's a healthy segue but I actually think that Luke Shaw played incredibly well in the game against um, uh, was it Norwich Watford, or Watford sorry it's all the same down yeah. there isn't it uh, I yeah. thought that Luke Shaw played incredibly well he was essentially Luke Shaw was playing in a back three yes really. yeah, he played back three last few weeks and that he was playing centre back. There were points where he was playing centre back. I don't think I've seen him and, um, back three. And what was interesting, and when I I always rag on, sorry, if we're going to go on to the Man United game, um, we can do, yeah, yeah. The, the I always rag on Solskjaer's tactical nows. However, he was playing Daniel James as a wing back. Yeah. So what he was doing with Luke Shaw and Daniel James is that the interplay, but before they crossed the halfway line, it was essentially a left back and a centre back's interplay. Daniel James was the wing back and Luke Shaw was the centre back. It was really strange to watch, but actually something that took a lot of planning and has taken a lot of coaching. And seeing something like that made me go, maybe there is something in your brain. There, I think there's something happening with Solskjaer. So be, there, there's something. <laughs> we, we beat Watford 3 0. Um, and played 3-4-3, which is about the third or fourth game in a row we played 3-4-3. We've got five clean sheets in a row. We're scoring goals. Five clean sheets in a row, is that true? Yeah, one game was against Tranmere, and one was against (laughs) someone else awful, but we don't talk about that too loudly. But five clean sheets in a row. Um, But I don't think we necessarily learned anything more in this game than we didn't know about United already. Martial has found some form. He yeah. looks like a Solskjaer saying he's going to be twenty goal a season striker this year. Looks like it. Yeah. He's been playing, and I, I've got a bit of respect for him because since Rashford's gone out, 
He's up his game. He's really upped his game. His headed finish last week was brilliant. His goal in this game mm. is ridiculous. Is insane. Like if Messi or someone had done this, it would you know everybody would be going absolutely nuts. But yeah. the way the little um drag back and then, and then the dink the dink finish, loved it. Like brilliant goal. And then as I said his header last week, so I think he's on form. Fernandez is a player. Yeah. I his pass for uh, Greenwood's goal. Yeah, Greenwood's goal. And yeah. I just you don't have another player other than Pogba that can play that pass. And so I think that's in, important because yeah. I don't know what's happened to Pogba. No, no, no one <laughs> where knows. Is, is he where is he? He's injured, he's got his own doctor. Like he's not in the news anywhere. I'm like, where has Paul Pogba gone? <laughs> we we just We're gonna have to him. make this a regular segment because I really don't know where he is. We pay him three hundred and fifty grand a week. <laughs> so just, much money. Just to float around. Go do interviews and yeah. Take but like why, I'm because I, I agree like suddenly if you put Fernandez and Pogba and maybe McTominay in a midfield, yeah. that's starting to look quite well, good. Well I think what's I I go back and forth every week with Man United. I think right now, this week, I think we're in a good spot. What we've struggled with previously against lower teams is breaking the deadlock. Yeah. Um, we got a penalty. Uh, Fernandez takes the penalty. Horrible leap. Horrible leap. 13 out of 13 in his career now. He's never missed a penalty. Which United so, were missing penalties for fun earlier in the season. Yeah. So I don't care how he does it, but if he keeps... And going. credit his confidence. Walking into a side and on his yeah. second game, picking the ball up and not letting anyone take First it. First like, ever goal for Man United and just doing it. And he, all, sorry, John. Uh, also, credit his confidence and what a bunch of meek bastards who let him do it. So it tells two stories. <laughs> like, tells two stories. Yeah. He's incredibly confident, but there should have been every. Well, who's is... going to take it off him though? You look at that United side. Who was going to take? Well, it that's off my him? point, and yeah. that's been your problem. Like that is that is a microcosm of your yeah. problem. He is the new boy. There is no way that you know seasoned Man United players would should let a new boy take that ball and put it down the spot. They should be pushing him out of the way. If um, that sounds stupid, even if someone like Rio Ferdinand was there, you go. No, yes. oh, I'd rather fucking take yeah. it. You've only been here two days. I think, but that highlights what the hole that we've had, but that he's filling. He takes every free kick, he takes every corner, he takes every penalty. He's barely trained, um, and he still does it. But that's fine, and it's working. And I think what well, that was Pogba. Yes, and what it's giving us though is a bit of a creative spark. So we've worked out how to defend. We've worked out how to break down solid defenses. Martial started scoring. We Rashford's injured, so that's a bit of a problem. Mason Greenwood looks like a great player waiting to He's happen. He's a proper player, yeah. Finish. Yeah. Well, but the, the big thing for me about this goal that I didn't realise he had as well was the pace. Mm. Like the initial thing when he picks the ball up and he just right, like it's a little bit of skill. I think the defend the Watford defender completely sells himself. It's a bit like crap but the way he then streaks up the field I didn't necessarily think he had that pace with the ball at his feet I thought he was more about a you know movement around the ball great Quick finisher turn, yeah. yeah but not necessarily have the ability to run with the ball whereas watching that goal it looks like he can take the ball himself as well as just give it off and, and then yeah. run and the finish we've seen him do that a few times this year but just spadge in the top corner mm. looks great yeah and he can do it left foot and right foot as well I think the last thing I want to say on this game is about Fat Jerry you know he plays for Watford mm. did you see him do one of his funny little scoop things at the end oh no, no. so we're 3-0 <laughs> up 87th minute no one cares he does one of his funny little like Bendy kick, knees. Bendy knee, kick it sideways, hit the top of the bar, and <laughs> just oh. missed. So for those who don't know what John's on about, Fat Jerry kicks a ball in a way that no one else on this planet can kick a ball. Yeah. In fact, you can watch it on repeat for three hours and you still don't really understand. He scored the, the FA um, Cup semi-final from last yeah. year. Comeback just from 2-0 like down against Wolves. Wobbles his jelly leg yeah. and for whatever reason, that, little, wow. that noodle of a foot just like wraps itself around the football and it bends in a funny direction. Um, let's move on to the Chelsea Spurs game. So <sighs> that's met with much enthusiasm. Chelsea beat Spurs two one. So fuck off, Mourinho. I want to have a rant what? about this. <laughs> I think. Well, okay, everyone, right. everyone, breathe in. We all hate Jose Mourinho. Everything about him's wrong. Rod, you can go first. Jeff, you can go second. I'll go last if nothing's been. My point hasn't been. Well, covered. I was quite excited because this was the early game in Australia. 
So it kicks yes. off at a reasonable hour. 11, well, quarter to 12. El, yeah, 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonable-ish. Um, so I was quite excited. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's a big game. There's a bit yeah. riding. There's a lot riding on it. You know, if Tottenham won this game, they would have gone above Chelsea. They were two yeah. points Huge. behind. Huge game. Then Mourinho does what Mourinho does. Huge game. First reaction, don't want to lose this. How can I not lose this? What's my formation? What's the way I could most likely stop the other team doesn't matter about what I'm going to do I'll start with my lineup and I'll play five center backs in the same team including one at right wing back who has never played right wing back before I don't think he's even played right back very much looks like a young promising center back but I'll put him at right wing back and then I'll play two wingers up front and I will instruct them to give the ball away whenever they get it so that we don't have to attack because I don't like attacking. It was just so dull. It just it's, it's it, horrible. It made it's anti-football. It, it yeah, and I'm just like, how can and but the really interesting. There were two things there for me. I mean, one is that I think Spurs are in a bit of a pickle because Mourinho doesn't have the players at Spurs to play how Mourinho wants to play. No, he is missing Harry Kane, who would be perfect for him. He is. You know, yes, that's a big out. And yes, Sun's missing as well. And they're probably two Spurs' best players. But I just immediately hated that... They do have an academy. They do have strikers Yeah, they have strikers they could play. Everyone's talking about Tony Parrott's year. Troy. Troy Parrott. Tony Tony Parrott. Isn't that... No, that's John Parrott. Marcus Rashford would never have got a chance if Mourinho was there. No. Greenwood would never have got a chance if Mourinho was there because he just doesn't do it. But I just... And they made Chelsea look like absolute world beaters. Yeah, now, and Chelsea, we learned this morning that Chelsea are not. World, no, and no. I'm like Chelsea. Like I, that's what frustrated me as well because I think if Spurs would have Spurs have some decent footballers even with Kane um, and Sun injured, and I actually think they would have been better. The thing that frustrated me about watching Spurs, it wasn't like we'll be solid and then when we get the ball, we'll try and be direct and counter attack and actually create stuff. It was so stagnant and defensive that when they got the ball it was like they didn't really know what to do and I don't know whether that's so what do you do now if safe Spurs don't make the Champions League Mourinho isn't going to improve with his current Spurs team and he'll want to spend money in the summer and go out and buy players that fit the way he wants to play yeah big basher up front you know he'll have his pace out wide and he'll want to you know, I look at Spurs, they've got a lot of small players. When does Mourinho ever sign small players? He only signs players. Yeah, we'll get rid of Harry Winks. Like, we'll get rid of yeah. all these small guys. But, you know, is, is Levy going to back him in in the summer? Well, they, they pay him. Yeah, they backed him. They pay him £15 million a year, which is uh, the equal highest wage in the league with Pep Guardiola. The, the thing you mentioned, Jeff, about not having a striker but having youth team players, Troy Parrott is scored 10 in his last six games in the reserves like he's good he's 17 he starts he's played for Ireland's first team he plays the Ireland under 21s which have a great side at the moment he played in pre-season for Spurs and everyone was raving about him like this guy yeah we've got a backup to Harry Kane he's perfect yeah Jose Mourinho in his last three interviews either post-game or pre-game has said oh we don't have any strikers at the club we've got no strikers at the club what are you doing to that kid's confidence? Yeah. And he's, he came out and said, oh, he's not ready. Marcus Rashford wasn't ready when he got chucked in in the Europa League because someone got injured in the warm-up. People, mm. Harry Kane wasn't ready when he started playing in the Europa League. People Greenwood. Greenwood wasn't maybe, ready. People aren't ready. You don't know if they're ready until you play them. And But we know he doesn't do it. He only wants to play players that are... Play a false nine for fun. Ready yeah. to, well, and ready to go. You and know, so quite... Mourinho did this in the face of a Chelsea team that was in poor form didn't yes, have its star exactly. didn't have its star striker yeah. like Chelsea were there for the taking and Bayern Munich smashed them this morning they showed like, just... absolutely and you know one of the the things that stands out in this game is Barkley looked good he did look good but what I've... i'm saying is that should never be allowed to happen like <laughs> Spurs let Ross Barkley run the show i made notes on that i was like Ross Barkley was really good and then I couldn't work out why he was good. He had so hit, much space. He, yeah, he hit the yeah. nail on the head. He just wandered they, around. They stepped off him. And what Barkley is good at, he's always been good at, is when he's got the ball just kind of 
does you know walks in a direction yeah. <laughs> and if you let yeah. him have a bit of space and he builds up a bit of momentum he sometimes it. does something with yeah. it but that's the thing they had they so picked all these defenders and had five defenders but it's, it's not necessarily good just having the numbers there if they're not sure about what they're doing or the system and it was like there were all these Spurs players there but they weren't putting any pressure on the Chelsea players there was no intensity Chelsea were just kind of waltzing through and I was like hold on like what what are you actually trying yeah. to achieve here yeah. the really interesting thing with it is he did the same thing at Man United and I remember watching you went and played away at Liverpool yes. and United had been on a bit of a run and started the season really well you were scoring goals for fun I think you were yeah. averaging four yeah. goals a game yeah. or something we were brilliant and then went away to Liverpool and just was like I will park four buses and ruined our form and not do anything completely ruined your form yeah and I think we've said it a million times before but Mourinho is a dinosaur and he's not right for modern football now. I think Spurs have built their own grave and going to really regret the position they're in because I don't see it getting any better. The quicker he's out of football, the happier I'll be. I just can't stand it. But I just think Spurs are in it because they're going to go out of the Champions League now. We'll accept that, right? They're gone. Yeah. I think there's no remarkable comeback and there's every chance they're going to miss... Is, what, who are you talking about, sorry? Spurs. Yeah. They're out of the Champions League. Yeah. And then I think if they miss Champions League... No, they're playing Leipzig. Leipzig, well, Red Bull Leipzig this tomorrow morning. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Chelsea. Well, but they're already. Did they lose the first leg? Or we oh, they, they, they lost, they lost 1 0 at home. home to Leipzig. So I think they're probably gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going on to Chelsea, getting confused with Chelsea and Spurs now. They did play Giroud up front. Um, His finish was amazing. Finish was Ex- brilliant. Absolutely top draw. Um, and did really well. Um, I don't know why Frank hasn't done it before. Played Fr- him in the Champions Frustration, though. With, I, I saw that and I'm like, Frank, I don't think Frank's very good. Because no. why has he been so reluctant to play? We have France won the World Cup without Giroud scoring a goal, but France played really well. And they like, played Giroud every game. And they game. played Giroud every, every game. game. Like, yeah. what, what is there to not, like, at so, least give I'm it a go? I'm just loving that everyone's jumping on the Frank's not very good bandwagon. Yeah, you, were there, really you were there, you were there for week one. I'm like, no, this, this bloke is crap. Are we in a position where, sorry, just side point. There is a shitload of shit managers in the Premier League right now. Well, there's there's too much credit given to good players, and this is the problem. When you okay, call Mourinho a dinosaur, right? Mourinho wasn't a good player, but there is too much emphasis given on if you are a good player, you You'll should be, be a, a good, good manager. manager. Yeah. Now, I would I would argue that the worst of the three players that we're talking about with Ollie and with Frank and with Mikel, yeah, the worst of those players is Mikel. And he's probably the best. And he's probably the best manager. And, and you'd argue that you know, not. Jeez, oh I could I could just reel them off. Players that were great players and crap managers. Yeah. Paolo Di Canio, Steve Bruce. Like, yeah. How many do you want? Um, but there are a lot of crap players that are great managers. Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Or non. Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Because Wilder. You, Chris yeah. Wilder, you, like you study the game in a very very different way. So when we're looking at when you, you ask the question are there a lot of crap managers the the similarity between all of them is they were ex-good players yeah. so why so we are dinosaurs we as no, football, but Jose never played yeah but when he came along the scene it was revolutionary to have a not player yeah, as, your, yeah. as your manager he was like the first and, one. and he had to really people had to buy into him because they're going why am I taking football advice from some bloke who's never played the game yeah, yeah. but we as a footballing community we are dinosaurs because we still go well Frank Lampard was a good player why wouldn't he be a good, good manager all you've got to do is look at Michael Owen yeah. Michael Owen won the Ballon d'Or and Michael Owen is the thickest piece of horse turd I've yeah. ever heard talk. Yeah. So if you think that ex-players make good managers, sit in a room with Michael Owen for five minutes and ask him to just bloody des- describe the global economic system to you, and it will just like put pencils up his nose, bash him on the bash him on the table until his brains leak out of his ears whilst jizzing in a monkey mouth. But he's never been a manager, so it's not really an argument. So he's never tried. I'm just arguing that they're thicker. But yeah, so yeah, I, no, I, think, all, I think you might be right. Thickens, and I think there is there is something in what Jeff's saying that we are enthralled to these ex. Yes. Because a lot of the it was also the timing here when when these players were on the scene, it was like. You know, it was like peak Premier League. It was the time when the Premier League starting to take over the world. All the money's coming in, the TV money's coming yeah. in. So everyone knows these these players. And so it's kind of inevitable that they get offered these managerial jobs. Yeah. Whereas there are probably in lower leagues, some much more accomplished managers have spent far more hours and years, you know, yeah. studying 
football from a managerial perspective. But I don't. I don't think this making ex-players managers is a new thing. I think it's happened for no, years. Well, and years. Um, we just buy into it. Um, like Glenn Hoddle always struggled as a manager. He got frustrated because the players couldn't do what he was doing. So he'd be like, "Let's take this corner and let's do it like this." And the person who was taking the corner couldn't get it exactly, and he'd just get really annoyed. He's like, "No, kick it from here to there." And he'd get it on a sixpence every could do time. It in sleep. And he's yeah. like, why can't you do it? Whereas you, you'd argue someone like Graham Potter would be looking at that, playing the odds, going, I know this player will get it in that zone 60% yeah. of the time. So I or, need to mitigate for the risk of that 40% by adding cover here and there. Yeah, or if you're a Graham Potter or Chris Wilder, you just understand how what it's like to not be amazing at football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a bubble. Yeah. yeah, you have a human side to you that goes, oh, I get that you can't just do it exactly the same every time and perfectly every time. So you have an understanding of going, this guy needs this, this guy needs this. So you're making this. an argument that someone like Zidane will only ever be a good manager at a club like Madrid. Yeah, he couldn't manage Rochdale. Because he he, yeah, sure. he is used <laughs> to players. Though, is yeah, he? No. There are only a few players in the world who can play like Zidane and do what he says is possible. Yeah, and exactly. probably they're all at Madrid. Yeah. Um, um, VAR in this game? That was the other thing. Last point on the Chelsea Spurs game. VAR, Lasso-Sell. Lasso-Sell? Lasso-Sell-So. Can't get my words out today. He stomped on... As... Yeah. I'm not going to be able to say his name. Leg. That's got to be a red card, hasn't it? Of course I, it's a red. And I've, it should have been a red. And, and VAR came out halfway through the game. The game hadn't finished. And, and they came out and they said they made a mistake. We need a VAR for looking at the VAR. I watched it live. And the amount of replays they showed on the TV, it was like, go, 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 go. It was constant. You're like... Leg breaker, leg breaker, leg breaker, <laughs> leg breaker, leg breaker. No, not a red card. Do you know? What are you doing? But I, I mean, there was one last week where I, oh, I can't remember where I was having a whinge and I just wondered how, oh, the um, push in the... Yeah, yeah. The, the main night game. Yeah, the main night game. Um, and this, this is another one of those and you're like, how? I just cannot... But to me, I think... And hopefully we fix it. I think the number one thing they have to do with this is bring the referee back in. I'm so sick of the blank screen and the box. Mm. Like, yeah. if there is something that you want to alert the referee to with VAR, make him jog over and have a look. Yes. Because just, I think he would have seen that and he would have gone... Leg oh, breaker. Leg breaker, red card. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, They're too removed from the game in their box. Round, but, rounding off the top of the table... Uh, can we talk about Liverpool West Ham? Oh, no, we haven't finished top four yet. Two oh. sex. They're in the top four, aren't they? Liverpool? No, the race for the top four. Oh, Jeff. sorry, John. Sorry, section. Sorry. There's a running order. Chill, Jeff. chill out with your rum. Mm. <laughs> Let's talk about Wolves. Oh, okay. Um, Wolves beat Norwich three 0 Is Jota any good? <laughs> I don't think he's any good. No, I. I he scored like five goals in two games, and everyone was like, "Oh, maybe Diego Jota." He scored brilliant. lots in the Europa League. Now, I do. I don't think he's great, but I think he's quite good. And I think he. One of the traits that I think he has that you wouldn't necessarily think he'd be good at just by looking at his name on a team sheet or by that he costs lots of money and he's you know from a super agent, he works so hard. Yeah. Like his work rate and and press is amazing and that's probably his best asset so he's you know he's he's you know he's fairly skillful and he you know he scores a few goals i think his um interplay with jimenez is quite good but his main thing is he is he's got a bit of mongrel and he works so hard and i think that is the main reason that he gets in the team um because the who's the young guy that they've got that also plays left Forward. Oh, I can't remember um, his name, but yeah, I know you know what I mean. Yeah. I think he's got a lot more ability, and I think it, he's more likely to, you know, be the future of Wolves yeah. in that position. He's only eighteen or something. He yeah. looks really good, but I think, but um, he's not only good. I've answered the question there. He works hard. Um, well, that's the thing because he strikes me as a wide guy who plays for a good team, who runs around and works hard. Does he have anything special about him? Not really. He's I think if he went to a team down near the bottom... He's a Portuguese Shane Long. Win. Oh, oh don't be that oh. harsh. Don't oh. be that harsh. He's scored a wonder goal this week, didn't he? Off his, like, off his, <laughs> off his belly button or something. But I, 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 Shane Long scored <laughs> <a> his bollocks. <laughs> he did. 
it did. <laughs> second, second, second goal of the year. Yeah, second goal of the year. Yeah. The first one was a shambles, and this one was like he tried not to. But no, like I don't think he would look out of place at you know any of the teams in the bottom half, which I suppose suggests maybe he's not that great. Um, on Wolves next week they play Spurs, mm. which is huge. So at Spurs we should too. also talk about Neves's goal in the Europa League. It's worth a mention, yeah. Oh, that was a good goal. Exceptional, yeah. A bit special. Now, yeah. he is a player. I'm, I think Wolves are really good. Can I tell you, right, I was at the shop buying my groceries, right? <laughs> and, and I was wearing my Melbourne City shorts. Yeah. So the, the kids, he must have been like 14, 15. How, how young can you be to have a job these days? Yeah. 16, 16. No. I don't know. You'd be, you'd be like, we're like, would have been like 13, 14 working at the supermarket, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's when you were a kid, you know, yeah, back when know. Like, kids were down that, the mines. Why would that have changed? <laughs> so, anyway, 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 a different country. <laughs> a different country, and it's All probably right. three anyway. decades later. Anyway. <laughs> why would that have changed? Just like minimum wage. <laughs> Do you still get paid £2.50? Yeah, £2.60, I get. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was at the shop, and this kid, like, he, like, he was giving me a bit of banner when I was, I was like, why are you doing that? And he, he pulled out his Melbourne Victory um, season ticket lanyard that oh, he was yeah. wearing that day and he saw I was wearing city shorts so I was like okay I'll talk to you about football yeah. I've got quite a bit of shopping yeah. um, did you ask him if he wanted your chicken no I asked him but that's a strange question <laughs> uh, actually there is a chicken story associated with this but I'll leave that um, uh, so I said to him oh, do you go for a team in the Premier League he goes oh yeah yeah I do um, I go for Wolves and Sheffield United what so I, uh okay why is that then? <laughs> like, what, what, what's, what's that about? And he said, oh, I, re- I just, I, I really like um, Neves. Like Neves. He goes, Neves is just, just class. He goes, did you see his goal in the morning? I was yeah. like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was really good. And I said, oh, why Sheffield United? He goes, oh, I, I just, I like the way they play. I thought, oh, this is a conversation. I'm having a conversation yeah. here. So I said, oh, yeah, you, you know, the overlapping centre-backs. He was yeah. like, Blank face. <laughs> I thought, okay. And he said, I said, oh, so if you're not, he goes, no, I don't really watch that much. I'm like, so you don't watch, so who do you support? You support two teams that have been in the Premier League for about a minute and you don't actually watch a lot of them. Like, what is this conversation? Just shows the Premier League, I suppose. Power in yeah. the Premier League. Yeah. And then he said, where are you from? I said, Oxford. He goes, oh, do you like Oxford United? Like you're twelve. Like why do you know Oxford United? But you've not seen an overlapping centre backs. The future of it football blew his mind. Anyway, um, so the last top four, Jeff. Before we can move on to your Liverpool West Ham game, yeah. is that Burnley are still in the race for the top five? Really? Yeah. Well, they're tenth, and they're four points off fifth. Vidra scored again. Vidra scored again. Um, but the big thing that happened in this game, we're going to go on VAR. Sorry. But Burnley beat Bournemouth 3-0, which is hilarious because fuck Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth score a goal. What? So there's it comes off a guy's arm at one end in the Bournemouth. You've got to go back. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and get this right. So, so it was in the Bournemouth were attacking. Yes. And uh, no, no, sorry. Burnley were attacking. <laughs> it is hard. Burnley were attacking. Yeah. Uh, Cross comes in. Yep. And it hits the Bournemouth defender's arm. Yes. Slightly. Slightly. Shoulder, really. Shoulder. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, it was fairly flush. Yeah. But anyway, and then ball goes up the other end. Bournemouth score. Yeah. Celebrate. Hold on. There's a flag on the pitch. VAR's called in. What's going to happen? All the things going round and round on the screen, thinking. The wheel of death. The little hourglass comes out. What's going on? Oh. Uh, what's that? Yep, someone's in my ear. We're going to go back down the other end. Penalty to Burnley. <laughs> now, I actually really enjoyed this one as a VR moment because in my head, I'm like, just had Jeff popping up and I just knew, absolutely love it. Oh, I did like, quite enjoy yeah. it. What an amazing bit of emotion that is. Like, You've got to admit, okay, whether you like it or not, that's not happened in football before, which means no. we're expanding ourselves. But what happens if it's the last minute of the World Cup final and it's nil-nil and then you have the similar incident and someone goes down the other end and scores the winner in the World Cup final and think, yes, I've won it. And they're like, oh, no, it shaved his arm down the other end. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's like multi-ball when you play pinball. Like sometimes, yeah. just get multi-ball, see what happens. It's like getting a star in Mario. Like you can't say you're cheating because you're invincible. I didn't it's mind this one as much because I thought it probably was a penalty. 
with how yeah, they're okay. applying the handball rule now. Now, I don't necessarily agree with how they're applying the handball rule, but the way they're applying the handball rule, it's a penalty. Therefore, and they, it was kind of in the same phase of play. They've gone direct to the other end and scored a goal. So I didn't actually mind it. It, it reminded me of the Man City Spurs one because when uh, in the Champions League, when the original, the year, year, you yeah. know, where they, that's why I thought of you because I'm like, it's very similar. You get one team celebrating and then, you know, just completely goes the <laughs> other way and then Burnley scores. It's kind of like you get that emotion of the, the, the pure joy and, and then, then the pure disappointment. No, I'm going to yeah. take it away. I, I obviously, I love this. I love this one. When I, as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, oh, I've, I've got I, so much time Did they have another goal disallowed too? I yeah, think, they did. I think Bournemouth yeah. also had a VAR goal. And it so. came off Billing's shoulder. That's right. And it was actually a shoulder. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the shoulder. That's yeah, the shoulder. that's the shoulder. Sorry. It actually came off his shoulder. So I think the issue for me isn't necessarily that goal. It's just the... Well, there's so many things. Yeah, but like the glaring things. inconsistencies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I love the outrage probably more than the event. I love hearing like a whole conveyor belt Eddie of Howe pros outrage. give their advice about what would fix Ooh. it. I'll tell you what would fix it. What would fix it if you had me in the <laughs> yeah, VAR yeah, yeah. telling you that that's not right. I'm like, would it really fix it? Yeah. Is that why you're given a job as a pundit or a referee? Yeah. What, what's your purpose here in the world? No, we need ex-pros. Ex-pros! Well, I read an interesting thing <laughs> this week, which is that, um, you know, if the same energy and outrage went into, you know, being appalled about racism in football yes. as, as what goes in about VAR, we'd probably be in a much was, better um, place. For yeah. Jonathan Liu, Liu on yeah. um, The Guardian. Yeah. It's a brilliant I just article. saw that. Like, that's actually spot on. Um, Jeff, it's your game of the week. Liverpool beat West Ham 3-2 to stay 22 points ahead of the league. They looked like they might go wrong at one point. But yeah. what was it that you wanted to talk about in this game? A few different things. Firstly, there's a player who caught my eye from uh, West Ham. Was it Fornalis? Uh No. Um, Scored a goal. Suchek. Oh, yeah. He oh, was yeah. really good. I Czech. thought he was excellent. Obviously, he got he got injured at the beginning of the second half. But I thought he was excellent. They brought him on mention. loan in January? No, they paid no, him. Oh, oh, he's on loan, but he's got a... If they stay up, he, oh, he goes yeah. permanent. Okay. Um but I wanted to mention the way they were taking their corners. Do you see this? No. So we, we spoke in depth maybe two years ago now on the shed about st- the statistical analysis of corner kicks. Oh, whether you take them short or long. The or short, long, out yeah. swinger, in swinger. And the the stats dictate that ex-player managers play always set their team up for an out-swinging corner because in their head as players... The most beautiful goals are scored from an outswinging corner. You know, you picture it. The Gerard, sorry, the the Beckham to Skulls. Yeah, that's that's the one, isn't it? The, yeah. Like the volley on the edge yeah. coming in. You know, the no, it's built for number tens, not built for centre backs. Yeah. So ex players statistically play more outswinging corners. Yeah. David Moyes, I tell you what, he wasn't a very good player in his no, time. No, he was just a lump of a centre back. However, the statistics are that an in swinging far post corner is the best way to score a Burnley. goal. 100% Every week yeah. score a goal with an in-swinging, in-swinging far post <laughs> yeah. corner. Yeah. Statistically, that is the most successful type of corner. I mean, the odds are it might even go in. Like, yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing. You are literally playing the Especially odds. Especially if um, Danny Ings is at the front post yeah. and just lets yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> it will just be bundled or it's ugly football. But yeah. it's to, So what West Ham were doing is they had Snodgrass play. They basically had two in-swingers. So instead of having a corner taker, they'd have Snodgrass take on one side and Felipe Anderson take on the other side. Both far post in swinging corners and the way that they set up their side to attack was the same every single time so it was a blueprint and you you could just it was almost like it was on repeat every yeah. single time it was taken the only difference was whether it was Felipe Anderson or Snodgrass yeah. taking these far post in swinging corners I just think that um you know say what you like about David Moyes but he has a job his job is to keep West Ham up he has looked at the stats he's gone I know what I need to do to give myself as be- as good a chance as possible. I loved watching him celebrate at 2-1 because you can see it in his eye. Yeah. Like He thinks he's done it and seeing that man devastated is just great. Um, <laughs> I think they're in trouble. I don't yeah. buy the Moyes. I just think he's, ever since it went wrong at United, he's not the same manager. They're in trouble. They shouldn't be in trouble, but they are in trouble. I completely agree. I just think they're in massive problems. I think the thing that West Ham confused the crap out of me this week they bought Jared Bowen they haven't played him yet 
No, he came on twenty in the end, million. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, twenty mil for a guy that you just need to get some goals before the end of the season. He hasn't played. He's been sat on the bench. What are you doing? Um, Liverpool, quite good. A Robertson, one assist. T Arnold, or A Arnold, T A A, two assists, first cross. Amazing. Amazing He's for the so Mane goal. Had the way boy. he sort of like dug that out. Yeah. And then and he also Can like, I just confirm he's English, right? Yes, but he so like God his shot that. that nearly went in, his free kick, he wasn't he captain for the day too? He can just and, do it all. And you could see when they were two one down, he was picking the ball up and kind of in the middle of the park and just spraying balls mm. and then he ran from, he was over at left back for some reason and the corner went out over there so he sprints diagonally across the pitch to take, it's like David Beckham style, like, I'll get this, don't worry. Sort I just out. hope we don't break him because he, yeah. like, he, he, there is no one in world football at the moment that is more exciting than yeah, and I've got to give Liverpool a bit of credit on a, on a few things, and obviously you know deep down it pains me to do so, but I'm, I'm, I try and remain somewhat neutral here no no, no I don't know no. um, one thing I, I appreciated was when it was uh, one all Liverpool were really trying some champagne football I'm not saying I appreciate that I'll, I'll get yeah. on to what I appreciate that you could see that they were trying you know nutmegs and letting the ball go and, and playing it into space to a point where it wasn't working and there were there was a point where even the commentator in this game said and West Ham uh, looks like they're playing six at the back Okay, <laughs> but what Liverpool were trying to do was was thread the ball, you know, and and they were very intricate threading the ball, and they sometimes choose passes that you don't see as an observer, like Man City used to do. It's lovely to watch, but it wasn't working. And then when West Ham went two one up, the I mean Liverpool have won the league, right? Yeah. They're how many points ahead? Twenty two. Twenty two points ahead. At that point, they were nineteen points ahead yeah. because West Ham were winning, right? So. They have every reason to go, oh, shit. You know, we're just going to keep playing champagne football and, you know, we're at home. Everyone's... But they didn't. They no. got their mongrel out. And when they went to 2-2, it was, there was so much aggression within that Liverpool side to go and win that game that it was, it's, it's almost unnecessary. It's an unnecessary amount of passion. But I look at it and I've got so much respect for oh, that. It's incredible. So that's level with Man City now for most wins in a row. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They dropped two points all season. Um, we're going to move off the Premier League and onto side stories. A um, couple of quick things to bring up. League Cup finals next weekend. Man City against Aston Villa. <coughs> I think it's going to be 9-0 <laughs> to Man City. Not Villa. Not Villa. Have um, you seen, what's his name, Man City? Sorry, um, oh, fuck, the Villa manager. Uh Dean Smith. Dean Smith, after the Villa game this week, said some players have played their way out of the side. Yeah, because they were just He so, really lost it. They were so bad. They were awful. Um, and one last thing I wanted to bring up on the Premier League is Sheffield United, we know they're doing great, um, but they have a centre midfielder called John Fleck, mm-hmm. who's a Scottish guy. Short. I have written... John or Robbie? John Robbie Fleck or is that no Robbie play? Fleck played for Norwich in the 1990s <laughs> <laughs> when they played against Bayern Munich and Jeremy Goss right. scored a volley yeah. that was 1994 but he plays centre midfield for Sheffield United I've written him down and written the word underrated on the running order for the last six weeks on the here and never got around to talking about him watch him play Strikes a great ball, like a really good technique. But it's kind of weird because he look, he's a bit fat, bit doesn't fat, bit look slow. like a footballer, but great technique. So what am I looking for, John? So he's a box-to-box midfielder. He plays as one of the midfield three. He never gives the ball away. He drops back into centre-back when they when they yes. make their runs, right? Yeah. Um, they sign him for free from Coventry. Um, he Great pass with the ball. He runs and runs and runs. He's just an all-round brilliant midfielder. No one mentions him. No one watches him. And he's scored I've, a few goals this year. Yeah, he's got a two or three. Yeah. Um, but I've just kept watching him for the last few weeks. and th- I watched him six weeks ago and went, he's pretty good. I'll keep an eye out. Every week I've watched him. He's brilliant every week. So uh, watch out. Okay, for him. No, good, good recommendation. Um, side stories. There's no championship update this week because Roger Gibbs is sad. I'm sulking. Bristol yep. City have lost three in a row and uh, ruined it. Promotion dreams are Choked. gone. So um, does anyone have any side stories? Yes. Go on, Rog. Um, I've got a couple of quickfire ones and then one I'd like to talk about a little bit more that okay. you've also got on here. Um, shout out to Barney Ronay 
um, yeah, at the Guardian, Guardian, who just won the best football journalist of the year at the Sports Journalist Awards. Yeah. Good on him. He's awesome. Um, and Mariana Hyde as well, who won best sports. all-round sports journalist yeah. um, also at the Guardian. Uh, Southampton had a player make their debut this week. Will Smallbone. <gasps> no. Smallbone. That's his name. Smallbone. Smallbone. <laughs> yes. Um, we know. Before... What happened there? <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> what was his great granddad's job? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like blacksmith. Okay, I get it. Smith. Smallbone. I'm with you. Your last name was Gibbs. Right? So yours was like a dog. Um, so what's Smallbone? On Smallbone. Um, <laughs> has he got, a, has know, he got a tiny, tiny wiener? Pre. pre <laughs> a little, little mini cock. Pre shed. <laughs> Appreciate. <laughs> we were talking. Willie <laughs> 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 This was gonna happen. Willie Smallbone. Let me get my story out. We were talking coronavirus, <laughs> yeah. and we were talking about um, the Olympics being cancelled yeah. in Tokyo, um, and one of the IOC members from Canada has come out and said we might have to cancel it. Do you know what his name is? Willie Smallbone? No, Dick Pound. Fuck off. His first name's Dick. His <laughs> oh name's Pound. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to move back on to... <laughs> that was your whole <laughs> side story. <laughs> 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 Nothing else. <laughs> I just saw his name was like, oh, oh, I have to bring this up. The world must know. Um, uh, to wanted to go to La Liga. Yes. Something that um, disgusted me in the last week yeah, or a couple of weeks. And lots of people on Facebook have been talking about this on our Facebook page, so feel free to get involved. But yeah, go on, Rush. The Barcelona rule. Um, so Barcelona signed Martin Braithwaite, who is a Danish striker who was playing for um, Leganes. Legan? Yep. Leganes? Yeah, Leganes. Leganes. Um, he was a flop in the Premier League. He played for Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. yeah. Didn't do much. <clears throat> Never scored many goals. He's got 10 this year now in spain there is a weird rule in that outside of the transfer window you can still sign a player if you have a long-term injury yeah it has to be five so months it has to be or more. five months or more so barcelona have lost um dembele, dembele. now interestingly this and you have to sign someone with from within spain you yes. can't sign overseas. Yeah, it has to be from from, from within Spurs League. Now, the only way this has ever happened has been the top clubs coming in and doing this yeah. and poaching another player. You know, Leganes are going to be fighting for relegation. They're relying on Braithwaite to score the goals. Barcelona come in and buy him. Oh, it's my dream move. I'll go to Barcelona. Well, and also, every player in Spain has to have a buyout clause in their contract. Yes, sorry. Yeah. So if you match that, they are obliged yes, to get, yeah. yeah. And then, but it means that they then can't sign anybody, or it's very difficult for them because they haven't got a long-term injury. So they it's just the they can't go out and sign a replacement. They're just stuck. They're absolutely shafted. And this rule, to me, has been designed by the established elite. UEFA have said get rid of it. Yeah. But the um, Spanish league have said no. They want to. They want to keep it in. It's I mean, gross. and the other thing is, they. I think Barcelona did it last year as well, or maybe the year before when Dembele got injured, and they said it was going to be a five-month injury, and he was back after three months. That's the thing. You could just go. Oh yeah, it's really sore. Still. You know, what, Le, Le, is it Legan? Legan. Legan. They should just know. kneecap one of their kids. Yeah. Not one of their children. I mean, like somebody plays football, kneecap him. Just he's go, injured. Oh, he... But well, just well, everything about it is gross. It's designed to only benefit the top teams. The thing that really pissed me off as well is that Barcelona signed this guy until twenty twenty four, so a four year contract. Mm. He's not going. He's gonna... quite old too. Yeah, he's not going to play there four years. They put a buyout clause in his contract of two hundred and seventy three million euros. So. There's no, like, no one's going to... Lugano's can't come back in the summer and go... Can we have him back? Can we have him back for 15 mil, please? He's also crap. Like, he is is really crap. Talking of crap... Didn't he get an assist? He got two assists. I don't know, but This week week he played, he got two assists for Messi. Messi scored four and he got two assists. Well, that was my other side point. Rog last week's side point was that Messi's crap. Because he hasn't scored in four weeks. Scored four this week. Did he? Yeah. That means what a game. That's your average, Rog, for a uh, good player. Overrated. Yeah. Um, did you have any more size stories, Jeva? 
Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick Man City update. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, we spoke quite extensively last week about Manchester City. So, they've um, employed their legal representatives this week. Oh, they're, yes. They're, they're challenging. Obviously, as we predicted, there is no choice but to challenge. Um, they have employed a lawyer who successfully blocked Brexit twice. So, they're really pulling in the big guns. This bloke's charging £20,000 a day. And um, Jesus, that's a lot of money. Yep, him and his team. So uh, he is earning the same amount of money per week as John Stones. Wowzers. Probably worth it, though, if they get in the Champions League. John Stones isn't going to get you in the Champions League. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, I have one more side point on Neymar. Um, did you say Neymar got sent oh. off in oh. the last minute? 92nd minute, second yellow card. So it meant he's sent off. This is the sixth year in a row that he's either been injured or suspended. Is it his birthday? Carnival. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be one or the other. <laughs> Six years in a row. Oh, I'm suspended. What is it? Oh, I better go home to Brazil. What a wow. shame. You can't, like, a little I'm bit got, of me respects the man. I've got a seat, like, on, yeah, a seat on Ronaldinho's float. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I do kind of enjoy it. Um, so, it's end game time, Rog. Oh, so, last week you treat. won. The scores are eight. Five five. I just want to put a shout out to Paul on Facebook who said that he was listening to the show from two weeks ago when we did the Bolton Leicester game. Um and he tried to get he just paused it and tried to get as many as us and got stuck at the same point as we did. Ah oh, yes. Um but he gambled on do you remember J- Jahidi, the massive centre. Oh, yeah, Jahidi, yeah. Yeah, 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 the massive centre back, and he didn't sign until three months later. He was devastated. Oh, so he oh. shares my pain with <laughs> Lee, Robbie Savage leaving the year before. Yeah. But yeah, so it's eight five five. Good on you, Paul. Rog, you are the quiz master. What game have you got for us? Well, I've gone for the fact that there's a big game, as you mentioned earlier, John, that is not happening in the Premier League this weekend, the which is. League Cup final. Ooh, Man City Villa. Now we are going back in time to the last time that Aston Villa played in the League Cup final. Oh, God. Which at the time was the Carling Cup back in February 2010. Against Man United? Against Manchester United. So Fergie, obviously, and the Villa manager at this point was Martin O'Neill. Yeah, okay. Who um, goes first? 88,000. Because <laughs> that, that helps. There was 88,000 people there. So, Aston Villa and Man... Do you want the score? Yeah, go on. Uh, Man United won 2-1. Villa did go 1-0 up. Uh, Jeff, oh, you can go first. For God's sake. Um, Gabby Agbongwaho. Oh, wow. Correct. That's a good Played. Uh, Michael Owen. Correct. Oh, what? Well, no, the reason I know is because he did his hammy in like the 70th minute or something and never played for Man United again. Uh, 42 minutes. Yeah. Played and scored. Michael Owen. Uh, Ashley Young. Ashley Young, correct. He was next on my list. Um, Vidic. Vidic, correct. Ferdinand. Ferdinand is not correct. He was next on my list. Was he next on your list? Oh, no. Shit. No, really, Ferdinand. He must have been injured. Uh, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney came off the bench for Michael Owen. Antonio Valencia. Antonio Valencia, correct. Yes. Man of the match. Yes. Yeah, he was. Jeff. Man United, Kuzchek in goal. Thomas Kuzchek. I had the hair down. (laughs) Evra left back, Vidic centre back, Raphael right back. Neville came on for Raphael. I'm assuming that's Phil. Other Neville. Oh, no, maybe Gary. Neville and Gary, the end of yeah, Gary. Phil's on the bench. Uh, Johnny Evans played. Some guess Ferdinand must have been injured. Yeah. Jason Park. 
Darren Gibson came on for him. Darren Gibson. Uh, Michael Carrick, Fletcher, Valencia, Owen and Burbs. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Aston Villa, um, Brad Frieda in goal. Uh, Dunn. Oh, yeah, the Richard big, Dunn. The big lump, Richard Dunn. Most Carl, own goals in the Premier uh, League. Carlos uh, Quellar. Um, John Carew came on for him. Uh, Stephen Warnock. Uh, Collins Downing Stuart Downing played Ashley Young James Milner in his Aston Villa days Stillian Petroff Gabriel Bonahor and Emil Heskey I don't know why but I started with that Villa team I didn't start with the United team and I could have got four more Villa players I think in that one you should have gone Villa as soon as you said Vidic I'm like it's easy easy to go Ferdinand I'll just say that next and and have one in the bank god damn it Mm. John Carew would Yeah, and I lucked out knowing that that was Michael Owen's game when he got injured. I was like, oh, I know that game. You still yeah. did pretty well, though. I should have let you both keep going, really. No. Uh, Jeff, the barren run continues. Yes, I'm back on Quizmaster duty next week. I'll, I'll be on beer next week, so I'm blaming the rum. Jeff, the you Havana need to Club. win next week because we Roger's running away from... We, like, we've got a team up here. Yeah. We've got to beat Rog. I'll be tactical with yeah. my game. I'll pick... Everton 1995 <laughs> FA Cup final <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ride out um, is anyone done anything else no, no that's been great done. thanks Always. for listening everyone great uh, we will be back next week don't forget if you want to get in contact ask us questions or tell us we're wrong about something just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com thanks everybody goodbye see ya. Bye. Bye.